0: Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on this Thursday edition, we are going to take a look at the Carson Wentz trade, all the angles that surround it. Why did Indy make the move? Why was Washington willing to part way with picks just to bring him in, only to see the odds on winning a Super Bowl not budge at all? We're also going to look at a scandal in the NFC. We've got a Major League Baseball update, kind of. The Steelers apparently are not interested in an all-pro quarter back we've got a comment from a teammate of russell wilson's on his time in seattle and albert breer stops by all of it is yours coming up next here on a thursday edition of two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio now let's
1: get this party
2: started you're listening to fox sports radio
0: Yeah, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah!
3: Jonas appreciates you, you guys joining us. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, he does. I don't appreciate oh. you guys at all. <laughs> oh.
0: what do you what happened? What's that?
3: I just felt like coming in with a little bit of hate. You know what I good. mean? Like they oh, said the God. hate Olympics is starting in about two weeks. I was warm enough. Yeah. That's, that's all that was. Good. You know? Yeah, no worries. That's good. What I plan on hate, winning? What are the Hate Olympics? Oh man, you know, it's a whole bunch of, of games where you just challenge yourself to hate as as well. You you never seen the Chappelle show? Yeah. I have seen the Chappelle Hater, show. Hater of the Year? I don't remember that one. Yeah, there's an extension called the Hater Olympics. Yeah, it starts in two weeks. Yep. And so you're trying out for it. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to medal. Oh, okay, I hate your Not guts. I'm trying out. You're like a favorite. Right. Yourself.
0: That's okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. You came in. Uh, you came in hot. Today. I came in hot. I yeah. told you I come in hot. today. Yeah, well, like it, I mean, I, I didn't burn you, did I? Yeah. I don't know what uh, happened. Well, maybe you did. Okay, I just, maybe I mean, you I'm just did. wondering. Don't don't be don't be outing us <laughs> like that, Jonas. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I don't know. I don't know what happened here. Um, well, I mean, uh, you know, it is. Uh, you know, Lavar We're we're happy to have you here uh, because you can speak uh, on uh, on this situation because uh, uh, I really. Can't. Well, round of applause uh, for Lavar Arrington and his Washington Commandos. They've got a brand new quarterback, folks. Yeah, they got a new yeah. sheriff. They got a new sheriff in town. Yeah, Carson Wentz. They got a new gunslinger in town. Third. <laughs> Third time's a charm for Carson Wentz. Uh, the Colts have traded Carson Wentz uh, to the Washington Commandos for uh, third-round picks this year and next. Uh, the 2023 pick can become a second-rounder if he plays 70% of their snaps. Two bags of Skittles. Um, Washington also uh, reportedly will pay his full salary coming up of around $28 million. A so month of Cinnabon. Uh, here we go, Lavar. Congratulations. Washington's got a uh, quarterback again. How about that? How about two shipments of now-laters? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that you were close there. <laughs> you were, uh, you were close. Uh, oh, yeah. But one carton of uh, Jolly Joes. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're not, you're not a little bit excited about what, the, what, Carson Wentz? What,
3: what was the compensation in the trade? What, what the, was the, it? The two, two third, third round, round picks. picks. Two third round yeah. picks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean. It's an upgrade. I mean, he's played in the NFC East. He's aware of the NFC East. He has a Super Bowl in the NFC East. He's aware. He's aware of it. Um, <laughs> he's aware of what, what's out there. He knows that, well, being in the NFC East, any team has a chance and an opportunity to win the NFC East and make it into the playoffs. So there's that. Um. Um.
0: <laughs> this just so bad.
3: Um, it's just... There's a decent you know, they have an all pro offensive lineman and, and sheriff, you know, shots out the sheriff out of out of Iowa. Is it Iowa? Yeah, it's Iowa, Iowa. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a tough a yeah. bitch. Um <laughs> That is one tough dude right there. Uh they got Gibson in the backfield, he can run the ball. So yeah. you know what what it really comes down to, this this decision, if I'm being serious, um this decision to me spells defense written all over it. And and basically what what they're probably trying to do with this pick is put a guy that could possibly be a maybe the best best game manager available on the market maybe the most proven best best game manager and it comes down to if the defense can take a definitive step back forward they they weren't they weren't the type of unit that you would have expected to see this past year uh there was a little bit of discord towards the end, as you saw teammates that were in college, that were teammates in the league, have a little bit of you know some disagreements on the sideline, just to you know the emotions <laughs> and the feelings connected to you know the season, but and and possibly probably the effort. I I just think that they are looking for their defense to be the catalyst of this team, and I, bringing in Carson Wentz only confirms
4: that further. I I, I look at what he did last year. And he, he wasn't that bad. I, he really wasn't. I, I look at them bringing him in in his first year, him starting the season in Indianapolis with an injured foot, kind of rushing to get back. He didn't look 100% healthy. And, and watching him throughout the course of the year, yeah, th- there were some mind-boggling moments. I mean, the, the interception he threw, the left-handed interception he threw. All-timer. Backed up on his own goal line. like That was <laughs> just, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? <laughs> moment that being said he wasn't that bad and I, I I said this before I really honestly believe the Colts would have been better off keeping him for another year I just wonder how much the non vaccination deal played a role you know Ursay seemed to be upset about it uh, I don't know that any of the players were but I mean Jim Ursay owns the team and and what he say goes and it's just so it was surprising from that standpoint that they would turn and trade him away in a draft class that doesn't look as good at the quarterback spot. And then now with Russell Wilson already moving, Aaron Rodgers making his decision, you got you could maybe, maybe you have Jimmy G, but he's got a shoulder surgery. I mean, he's coming off of an injury. It's going to take him a while. Who's your quarterback? Like you just traded away a guy who another team values as their quarterback for this upcoming season. And now you're going, well, yeah, we don't, we don't have a quarterback. So I just – I don't really understand the logic behind it. I just – I think it's – in the short term, it's a better deal for the Colts for, for this singular purpose. And even though it contradicts everything I just said, if the only advocate that was left for Carson Wentz being a starting quarterback in the NFL was Frank Reich, I mean, think about it. They traded away a first-round pick – for Carson Wentz. And the thought was, all right, he's kind of damaged good. He doesn't look the same. Let's get him with the guy who helped him play his best football. And he did play some good football last year. But if that guy is willing to trade him away from two third-round picks, if you're Washington, you've got to be thinking, hold on a second. Like, this doesn't make as much sense. The old banana and tailpipe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for real. So the Colts in the short term look like the team – but I honestly believe this is going to work out for Carson and Washington. I, th- I think they've got enough talent there. I think he's the second-best quarterback in that division. Mm. I-, I think behind Dak Prescott, Wentz is the next guy now. And you might challenge, well, what about Jalen Hurts? What about Jalen Hurts? I mean, we kept hearing stuff all offseason. Like, are they committed to him? Or are they not? Are they still going to draft one with all the first-round picks? Or are they not? I mean, I think they're committed to him. I don't know, though. We'll, we'll see how this year goes. But I, I think he's the second best quarterback in that division right now.
0: OK, we kid about Carson Wentz because he had a little bit of issue with, um, you know, he had um, some volcanoes on the back of his neck uh, a, couple, a couple of years Ooh. ago. It's kind of, a so we kid and we joke in the left hand interception and all that stuff. If the goal was Washington to improve at the quarterback position this offseason, they did that, right? I mean, he, he is an upgrade over what they were rolling out last year. And if that was the goal, then that's fine. In comparison to what they were trying to do in getting Russell Wilson, no, I, you would look at that and go it's a significant step down. But where, where do you think Carson Wentz is in the fifteen range in the NFL as far as quarterbacks go? Maybe closer to twenty. It's still an improvement ab- uh, above where I they mean, were. Only
3: twelve teams left.
0: Well, I, but he's at least <laughs> top half of the league. What do you I would mean, what, say
3: top top twenty 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 six. Okay, maybe. It, okay, is he an upgrade twenty seven? O- is he an upgrade over last year? I mean, Taylor. Heine, yes, he and showed
0: and some. No, some. Come on. Some. Come on. You know, he showed he, a little he, something. He's an upgrade, and they were trying to upgrade at the position. Right, they, but, they do have. They do have a much better that, roster than people give him credit for. What does that I,
3: really mean? He's an upgrade from Let. What does that? That really
0: was the goal. Mean? They were trying to find a guy, and, and this is going to be what a one a one year opportunity
4: for him. Okay. If it doesn't work, then they move and forward. And if we really want to go through these gymnastics, to your point, Jonah, I'm with you. I think he's a top half quarterback of the league. I think he's in the top half of the league. Let's look at the AFC East. Outside of Josh Allen, who else would you rather take over Carson Wentz? Are you taking Zach Wilson? I'm not. Are you taking Tua? I'm not. Mac Jones? Uh, maybe after another year, but not after what I saw at the end of that season. No. I mean, right there, you'd say that's in one division. That's only one quarterback you take over them. Now, then you've got the AFC West, and you might say, I'll take all four quarterbacks there now. (laughs) So that's five. But, you know, again, I'm I'm taking Carson Wentz over Mason Rudolph. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, what what about Baker Mayfield versus Carson Wentz? I don't
3: know. I'll take Wentz. No, you don't. Okay,
4: okay, but let's just say it's it's a question. It's up for debate, though. Yeah, it's up for debate. and, and, And the other two, you wouldn't. So that's what, seven? All right, working through the divisions? Um, the Colts don't have a quarterback, so they trade away one, and we're looking at one. <laughs> so well, yeah, I take Carson Wentz over no one. Right. I take Carson Wentz over Davis Mills, if that's the Texans' starting quarterback. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Do you want Carson Wentz or Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. I, and I, I might say that, but I don't know. What, based on what we saw last year, I feel overly confident saying that right now.
3: Yeah, but again – but the the results are based off of that team. I don't I don't put that on Trevor Lawrence so much, and, and that's and then, that's so. The point is, it's it's more of the unknown with what we what we do know with uh, with, with Trevor Lawrence versus what we do know and how much unknown
0: is left
4: about Carson sure. Wentz sure.
0: in in the NFC right now with Carson Wentz, Washington's a playoff team right now well,
4: okay how about this way let's look at just the, the NFC has the how many how many quarterbacks in the NFC would you take over Carson Wentz
0: um okay Rogers I mean, is debatable Rogers. god that's debatable that's um, a little debatable I,
4: I would take Dak
0: Rodgers. um I would take Kirk Cousins but it's close and I would take uh Kyler Murray Stafford and that's it I'll
4: take so what Garoppolo. is that five? I'll take Garoppolo five over Wentz. F- five or six you wouldn't take Garoppolo over Wentz I mean that's what the Colts are saying to you right now, right? Well, but Garoppolo, I mean, we're, but we're talk- Garoppolo, what?
0: If he's on his way out, I'm talking just NFC. If he ends okay. up, if he ends up so in the AFC, five or six. Just you
4: said, NFC. Okay, five. We'll just call it five or six. N- okay,
0: okay. Right. call it about five or six. Well, he is for now. I mean, All right, that's fair.
4: Okay, so so putting it that way, we had nine in the AFC, and you just listed off five, maybe six. Yeah. That so gets us to 14, 15. fifteen. He's top half. That's fifteen. He's so he's half. top half the league, is what you're yeah. saying? Yes. Okay so I, I I agree with you i I think he's better than anyone's giving him credit. And maybe it, does, it has to do with the Braille on the back of his neck. I don't know. Oh, Gee,
3: oh man. What? Uh, the adjustable Blah. Braille, by the way. <laughs> could be bigger. Could be bigger dots. Could be
0: smaller ones, I mean, depending look, on what they. Maybe he fell asleep on a piece of pizza. I have no idea. All right. We, we, you know, we're sitting here trying to poke fun at the guy. Point being, with, with him, you've upgraded the position. If you get a little bit uh, – if you're healthier on, on defense, it, it, the division's weak. They're a playoff team right now. I think Washington's a playoff team, and and if you're if that was the goal well, the going Eagles, into the offseason, the Eagles you know, you made it with it.
3: Jalen Hurts. Yeah,
4: you, you know, think they make it again this year, though?
3: I mean, I think they're they're in better position to be a better team than Washington is currently.
4: I think they've got as good, if not better, of a roster. I, I'm I'm curious to see what year two looks like there. I I said it before. I think that one of the worst things that can happen to a, a head coach in his first year is exceeding expectations unrealistically because no one was picking the Eagles to go to the playoffs. No. So they make it to the playoffs, and then if you can't make it back to next year, then it's like, what happened? Everyone thinks you take a step back. Now all of a sudden you're on the hot seat. You're like, hold on a second. Like, it wasn't in the plans in year one. And, and now we're, what, 8-9 and nine and we didn't make it? Like, I just – that's going to be a really interesting team to see the perception of how they do or what happens this year cuz i am with jonas i think washington's a playoff team or at least one that's going to be contending there for that 7-6 spot when it's all said and done it's
3: going to have to be their defense that does it and 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 to to that point i think understanding the politics and how they play out with quarterbacks in the nation's capital carson wentz is known in in the nation's capital because of him being with the eagles there were better recipients, better better prospects out there that they did not get that they could have gotten. Well, there are a few no, out, I,
4: the reality is they couldn't have gotten they them.
3: tried yeah, yeah but yeah but, but, Russell Wilson wasn't waiver. his no trade clause for Washington. Okay, but here's the thing. regardless of the reality of it, the perception of it by the fan base will be they could have done a way and that's just that's what's coming out of the nation's capital now. they could have done a way better job in filling that position. And so there's not going to be a lot of runway for Carson Wentz. And, and to that point, there's not going to be a, a lot of runway for this team as it applies to the way that the quarterback plays. There were is a lot of people. Base, is thought, that
4: fan base it, delusional?
3: Yes. Huh. Yes, they are. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and after you've lost, well, here's the problem, though. Jeez. They're, they're warranted because a fan base that has been loyal to that, that team for as long as they have would have to be delusional to continue being a fan of the team. There are a lot of fan bases that are delusional fan bases because their teams really aren't going to win. I don't think that this move definitively puts them in the proper position to take a step forward into being a winning organization. I, I don't think that was, it was a definitive move, if, right. if I'm being honest.
4: I, I've got some hard-hitting questions for you. All Uh-oh. Right. Right. Is Taylor Heineke the greatest quarterback in the Washington football team's history? Now, mind you. The Washington football, football team. Teams. No, I'm oh, with you. I'm good with call. what you did. Good call. I'm with
0: what you did. Yeah. Um, what were they called before that? Anybody know? It's been a long uh, time. Anybody want to say that? You want to want to dance on that a little bit? I'm a uh, Washington yeah. Redskin. Oh my God. Uh, I am. Oh my God. Racist. Oh my God. How is that racist? That's that's that's, that's the team Miel. I play.
3: That's I mean, the team I played for. You okay. did
4: play for the team that so was... So if
3: anybody would be able to say it, that's the team I played for. That's <laughs> okay. true. I mean, it's whether, whether it's whether, whether history now says I can't
4: say it, that's still the team I okay. played for. But was Taylor Henicky the greatest quarterback for the Washington football team?
0: Okay. Uh, was Alex Smith a quarterback there? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I would say Alex Smith, Alex Smith slightly you better. You can't. Well, they were in, I mean they were a first place team with uh, Alex they Smith were, before They were they did that's true. Were they a the football team? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. When they were yeah, they when they the were that high. Yeah. Yeah. In when 2020, yeah. So I think it's Alex Smith, but it but it's close to Taylor Heineken. Okay. Okay.
4: Yeah. Greatest running back in Washington football team history.
0: Okay. Um Aaron Gibson. Let's see.
4: Aaron? Yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know. what. DeMond, <laughs> Gibson. What is it? It's didn't Aaron, didn't Aaron Gibson win like what, the – What's uh, He was an l- offensive lineman. Antonio, you know, of Antonio Gibson. Gibson. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, uh, let's see. Not, uh, not John Riggins. LeVar, <laughs> you uh, said that with so much confidence. Uh, uh, Batu uh, uh, Malafalu. Uh,
4: <laughs> the way LeVar just goes, Aaron. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was questioning myself. I'm like, uh, wait, what?
3: Uh, you know, oh yeah, man, that's what it is.
4: Uh, well, listen. I mean, if, I'm know. not
3: delusional, so uh, I mean, I can mess their names <laughs> up because they're not really relevant
0: right now. Oh, uh, well, in Washington front.
4: football, in Washington football team history. That's all I'm looking for.
0: Uh, It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right, coming up next, uh, we've got a scandal. We have got a scandal in the NFL, and it is heating up. It's yours right here on FSR.
2: (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Fifteen minutes from now, we're going to get uh, an update on a major story that has been brewing over the past couple of weeks in the world of sports, uh, so we'll have that for you here on FSR. Um... Is Jerry Jones scheduled to make his uh, weekly uh, you know, radio interviews in Dallas? I uh, just was wondering yeah. or has he got other things going on? Because uh, 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 this one uh, dropped in everybody's lap uh, no pun intended yesterday when a woman is suing uh, Jerry Jones claiming that uh, he is her biological father. Uh, there's been uh, the Dallas Morning News I believe was the first to report on this. Uh, Some of the details on that include uh, there's uh, apparently uh, Jerry Jones met her mother uh, who was working at an American Airlines ticket uh, stand back Uh. in the day in the Uh. mid-90s. They had a relationship. Uh, The woman claimed that she uh, had given birth to to Jerry Jones' daughter. Uh. He claimed he wasn't able to have kids, even though he has three. Uh. Uh, And then um, the actual, uh, the the husband who they were separated at the time of the woman, uh, he took a uh, paternity test. I found out it was not his child. Uh So, uh, it appears that, uh, that Jerry Jones, um, has got uh, got a little bit more on the uh, little bit more branches on the family tree than we uh, than we uh, first realized. So here we In go, Mexico. Uh, thank you, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> here. Here we go. Uh, have at it. Who wants first dibs? Brady, you want to <laughs> <Brady, you> wanna- <laughs> uh, uh, go first? Uh, no, I, you got it. Uh,
4: I mean, uh, some yeah. of <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Uh, Brady, go uh, ahead. Your thoughts. When this initially came out, I was like, oh, okay, let's wait and find out more details. And then as the details have emerged, hmm, who was it? Was it Maury Povich or what show? He is. Yeah, yeah Maury what Povich. is Maury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like we're venturing into that territory right feel, now. It feels maybe legit. Maybe we need to bring Maury into this one just to, to to figure it out. So um, this young woman's 25. Yeah. Who's, who's alleging this? Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones is, what, almost 80?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, what is he? Uh, what is Jerry okay. now? He's uh, old. I think I think he's old. like 79, 79 80. 79, so there's like 80. a difference
4: of what, 54 years that is? It turns 80 in uh, October. Okay, so yeah. 54 years of difference. That's, you know, um, yeah, yeah. there's there's, there's, probably, there's probably something to this. Yeah. <laughs>
3: right, but, but here's my question. She's suing him. What is she suing him for? Like, what, what does she get out of it? at 25 years old what 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 exactly does she get out of doing this
0: there was a i guess there was a um an agreement in place that as long as they never mentioned this publicly that she would continue to get payments um and she would get i think at the age of 22 24 and 26 she was going to get big lump sum payments the only time she's ever acknowledged That that Jerry Jones was her father legally is because she went to the White House. She works in politics. She works with um, a politician, I believe, in uh, in in Texas. And then she had to go to the White House and had to disclose who her biological father was. And I I, I I, think she feels like she's not legally bound to this, that her mother was. The mother had no comment. Um, the lawyer uh, for Jerry Jones, uh, who is the person responsible for all the payment, he didn't have any comments. Um, but I believe uh, so, she feels like she's not bound by this agreement and maybe is just tired uh, of to, hiding to it.
4: To answer your question, I would assume it was for some sort of – child care payments throughout her life that she probably missed out on from zero to 18 you know maybe she's retroactively trying to look at something for that I know there's something in regards to the settlement that had taken place Uh, I believe she's trying to get a declaration from the court that um, that settlement agreement should have been forcible under Texas law I think I read that somewhere so she's look again I'm not an attorney. I don't know all the legalese to this. Uh, it's going to get I complicated. Few,
3: I know a few things about baby
4: mama stuff. I, well, I, I, I'll I, chime in on this. Sure. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I, just, I'm just saying that's what I would imagine she's trying to go for.
3: Uh, uh, all right, so there's not one baby that I know of that, that gets their money from their baby daddy. There's not one that I know of. And in and, and regards to they know exactly where their money is going, how it's being used for them. I don't know one. If you can find one, you are, you are in rare air. So that's first and foremost, right? The idea of saying that, well, I'm not bound to this, this agreement or whatever that they came up with, it doesn't matter. Because until, the, until that kid turns 18 years old, you're under the, the care of, of who your guardian is And that, in this case, is going to be her mother. By the time she gets to 18 and she's legal, legally speaking, once that child graduates, and it's different by state, but once that child graduates high school or is done, in in some cases they say you will have to maintain the payment that you're making until that child finishes college. But once that's done, you're done. And in terms of going retroactively – if if the person did not establish, if they did not establish paternity, or you can or you can establish that they did establish paternity, like they're on the birth certificate or or the setup of what took place, you can actually prove that there was child support being paid, and then for this amount of time, the child support was not paid. I do believe, just based off of experience, I do believe that. You cannot, unless you've established child support and you can establish that it was not paid during a certain course of time, that is the only way you can retroactively go back and get child support. So, again, my question would be unless they have, unless she has information and grounds to show that, say, from like you said, from 12 to 17, over a five or six year period of time, this is what the child support was that was established. This child support was not paid during this amount of time. And I want my money back retroactively. And that still would be a hard that still would be a hard case for her to win.
0: I think just based on what the lawsuit, the verbiage in the lawsuit is, I think she's tired of having to keep it a secret. That's that's the way it reads in in the lawsuit. Is that she's tired of having to live in secrecy all these years and not be able but, to? But why, but why file a lawsuit about it? To get money.
4: So why why, and, why, why and,
0: file a lawsuit? And, and see, to they, get even, money. they there's no, So they, that's not genuine. And, then. That's well, not. I'm not
3: genuinely tired well, of and, not being and, able and to acknowledge have,
0: who my dad is. And they haven't indicated why come out with this now. Like there's been no, there's no indication of this. But like the more you read the detail, it does feel like it's legit. Like there's court documents, there's payments, like there's all these things that have happened for you know, 24, 25 years whatever it is. I just look, and maybe this is a big picture conversation, you know, for another time but doesn't it feel like you know, owners of professional sports teams. Is this where you were trying to go with this? Well, no, no. I just, I, I, I see the story and I go God, man, it feels like owners of professional sports teams are under fire a lot lately. And I don't know if it's because people are tired of their behavior, or maybe people look at it and go... Man, if, if they lose their team, maybe maybe I could get a little bite at the apple. Maybe maybe there's enough here that that I could you know be involved in this because everybody wants to own a sports team. Uh, yeah, it, people it's out there don't have
3: enough money if that were to happen not, to even begin th- to sniff. Not them, what but maybe, it would take to, to buy a, a franchise and and um, a Dallas Cowboy franchise. I'm just, Good luck
0: with that. It just feels like a lot of this stuff is coming to the forefront now in a lot of I, cases. I I,
4: I don't. I, I'm not gonna necessarily write that off. I mean, yeah, she could be. Trying to be one of the heirs to the Dallas. Now Campbells. that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, that's she's, a good she's, angle. She's setting herself up to somehow get in line for all of that, right? That would make some sense if she's one of his children. Uh, look, they first need to determine that he is the father, which <laughs> we, we. Jerry Jones? We yeah, we, we don't know. You, you are, are indeed. The <laughs> Whatever that answer is, yeah. <laughs> so we don't know that yet, right? Yeah, right. We just know that her the the father she thought was her genetic dad was not. So they first need to determine that somehow, and then they need to determine if this whole settlement agreement that has taken place previously was lawful or enforceable. Uh, and again, that's that's first the, the courts to decide. But then once all that stuff's taken care of, and and this is obviously a, a civil suit, which could take years. All right. These things get pushed down forever. It's why the Deshaun Watson civil suits will be pushed down. They'll be pushed down the road who knows how long if they ever see the light of day because they'll settle at some point just to clear the whole thing up. Um, But at this point, it, it seems like there's some steps that still need to be taken in order to determine what really or who really is the father and then what would even come from that if it's anything. Other than additional money paid out to her, if that would even be the case, or if you're looking at, you know, maybe a a, a stake in ownership at some point in the future. Now, uh, again, Jerry Jones, I'm sure, could write in his will whatever he wants, and it's probably in some sort of trust or his assets are tied up in a trust uh, which would be upon his death, I assume, irrevocable. Meaning, once he dies, that thing is set how, it, how it's set, and you're not going to be able to change it. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of different things going on right now. I just I find it interesting that we've gotten to the point now where, where this becomes publicized. And if you are um, – like the Dallas Morning News, obviously, yeah. reported on this. If you look at some of the other publications that have reported on this, we're venturing into a, a slippery slope – in journalism where if you start reporting on every single allegation, then they're going to be uh, every, a whole bunch that start oh, coming man. out and, and we don't know that any of them are true. And it's like, already damning. I think, damning. You're I think right. we're, yeah, we're getting to a point where everyone's just able to say, I filed a lawsuit. So that means this is true. Or you're trying to cover up something it's, we have almost completely wiped away the idea of innocent until proven guilty. It's like, now it's you're guilty and you must prove your innocence to, to public opinion. Well, and that's a slippery slope you know, that I think
3: we've and, gotten to. And that's another symptom, a symptom of social media, right? I mean, if you think about it, because now reporters, investigative reporters, different things like that, everybody wants to be able to have the story and get the story out 100%. first.
0: And nobody really – that's like gone, that's that's out of here. It, to a smaller degree, it's like what we talked about with the forty-yard dash times at the combine. Like all the noise was about the unofficial results, but when the actual numbers came out, it was a whisper in comparison to all the. Just because people wanted to run with the unofficial, even though it wasn't true, they were off by a long, by a lot in a lot of cases. They still just wanted to run with that. I, I so- think that
3: that's just how that's how the media now is is operating, is to stay relevant in the media game. You have to do things like that that bring attention to what it is that you're doing. Yeah. I mean otherwise uh, I'm just gonna look for Twitter and see who's saying it first Yeah. It's kinda kinda wild if you really think about just, it.
0: Just wondering if he'll be making those uh, those weekly appearances though. Just wondering if that comes out. Man, that dude ain't missing a beat. Yeah. Twenty five and- <laughs>
3: years old. You know what Jerry Jones is gonna say? She's twenty five years old. I mean, she's she's a grown ass woman. <laughs> Well, I should uh, deal with it. Actually, I think Jerry. Jones, yeah,
0: he was actually uh, Jerry Jones was um, you know at our affiliate in Tijuana, and uh, he had this to say about the situation. And remember, some us Cowboys. There he is. <laughs> uh, all right, it is two pros and a cup of Joe. <laughs> oh, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next, uh, we have got ourselves an update on a major storyline in the world of sports over the past couple of weeks. We'll have that for you right here, FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
1: Mike check. Hey. Mike check. If hey. you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real...
0: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, uh, we've got some rumblings about a potential uh, big-time move at the quarterback position in the NFL for a franchise who desperately needs one. We will get into that for you here. uh, Top of next hour here on FSR. I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company and that's why Discover matches all the cash You've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com/slash match. Limitations apply.
2: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it.
0: And for that we turn it over to our executive producer Lee Delap. D- lap D- you guys in case you missed it, Major League Baseball has now canceled the second week of the regular season after discussions failed to produce a new collective bargaining agreement on I- Wednesday. I'm so over it, man. It's just it's just shenanigans, PR uh, fake deadlines cancellation of games i am just I, i'm fed up with it figure it out man figure out what is it the international drafts now the hang up now there's you know the, the the pa and the owners are going back and forth on on twitter about it's just like what are we doing here like All figure right. it out
4: can, can i go off on this yes the players in this new cba they're getting rid of the shift. I view that as like saying as a quarterback, well, all right, guys, it's harder to throw against cover two than it is versus some post-high safety looks where we get one-on-one coverage. Let's hit our next collective bargain agreement. Let's just outlaw the ability to run cover two. <laughs> How do you think that would go? I mean, like, if I'm a pitcher in Major League Baseball, I'd be pretty ticked off about it. It's like, yeah, dude, look, if you can't, as a left-handed hitter, hit it down the third baseline, and we've got a shift on because you're a pull hitter, like, that's on you. That's not on me as a pitcher. Like, I don't care if you're like, well, they're not technically playing third base then if they're all the way over at shortstop. Figure it out. A- adjust. Figure out a way to adjust to it. I just, I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. And it, it again, if I was a pitcher, I would be standing for this. And I, and I think the pitchers, I think the pitchers are clo- the closest thing they have to being like the quarterback faces of the NFL. Pitchers are in Major League Baseball. Unfortunately, Major League Baseball doesn't have the necessity to want to highlight those guys like that. But they're the closest things. They're the closest things I think you get outside of some of the better power hitters that are out there. It's just game, especially if they're a lefty. Yeah, it's just your yeah. game. are
0: game, game planning against a weakness. Doesn't everybody do that in every sport? Like, of I, hey, I know a guy. A guy's not doesn't have a good handle to his left. Uh, so whatever you do, don't let him go right. Like it's like this is done in every sport. so We're just gonna outlaw it now. Just just not happening. I I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just I'm fed up with the whole thing. It's it's crap, uh, and the people that are working in these spring uh, training facilities the people that are working in the ballparks they're the ones that are getting the shaft here because these guys can't figure it out so it sucks what else we got Lee? Mm. you guys the ACC has suspended Buddy Beheim one game for hitting Florida State Wyatt Wilkes during the contest on Wednesday Uh, he will miss the game versus Duke on Thursday here's what his dad had to say after the game
3: early in the first half there appeared to be a play where a buddy caught a florida state player in the midsection i saw the play the kid pushed him twice and he swung around and hit him i think it was inadvertent but that's okay no i don't think
0: he hit i just just he just swung around and it was contact the kid pushed him twice you can't just let people push you around hey dad it was intentional yeah what does what he talk? What, what, watch the video. And he did apologize after the game to the player multiple times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 how do you? How do you, is that defendable? Like he, he
4: punched him intentionally. I, like I, I don't care. It's his dad. You expect that. You know. Like I, I. I just. I know he's the coach, but you expect it as a dad to to lean on that sometimes. I, I don't have an issue with it. I'd cut him. I, Well, there you go. Jeez. Um, I I think Buddy handled it well, admitting to it, apologizing multiple times. Um, Watching it, by the way, I I did feel like the kid kind of pushed him a couple times. I mean, I was like, all right, it's kind of justified, a little tit for tat. Um, Jim Beheim don't give a damn. That's
3: all y'all need to understand is he's tired of caring. He's at that that Mike Sheshewski point in his career as well. Like, I'ma finish this thing out, I'm a coach, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. But one thing I'm not gonna do is appease the media in anything that they may come my way with. That that was how he answered that question. I could care less about what you feel or what you think. This is my take on it. Take it or leave it. You guys were big fans of the Big
0: East back in the day. I right? Like am the, for the Big East tournament yeah, back in the day. Of it was awesome. Yeah. And remember, yep. remember how great Georgetown, and the 10, by the way. Georgetown, ah, Georgetown. was? Yeah, was. They were just the Hoyas. Yeah. Uh, like, remember Chris that was like Cross? That like Iverson. Back yeah. In the day. yeah. Remember you know? Chris Cross, uh, the, the, the rap group, yeah, the course. kids, yeah, of and they, course, they were always yeah. wearing Georgetown stuff? Yeah. You know, Georgetown was 0 and 19 in the Big East this year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. With the greatest, arguably the greatest player of all time, coaching them, <laughs> how's that happened? They literally haven't won a game in three months. They haven't won a game in three months, and I was That's not funny. I, okay, I, I was watching uh, the game last night. They were playing on Fox Sports One, and I look at the record they're showing on the screen. I'm like. 0-19, that's, that's got to be a glitch. No, they literally they won six games all year. They were 6-25, and 25. and Patrick Ewing as the head coach, and there's you know some speculation, is he going to be brought back? But, man, Georgetown was, they were like one of the powers of college basketball back in the day, and they're 0-19 in the Big East. Yeah. Good God. Come on, Sticks. I, what the hell is going on with Georgetown? I don't know. And, you yeah, know, used to
4: frequent Georgetown, didn't you? I, I was yeah.
0: about to
3: say, and I know a lot about G Town, man. <laughs> yeah, I know well, yeah, a lot you of the, do. you know. That, that well, I mean, that, you know, that's the spot, yeah. right? I mean, you what never do you went mean? over in Georgetown. We all didn't hang we? out in the same you spots in over. DC, you know. have nah, <laughs> never, never went, went over. over. No, <laughs> no. You, you got dang
2: right. Jerry Jones, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com.